You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Again, in the saddle after, this is like a, was a three or four day hiatus, you went, um, you went camping. Yep. I uh, thought I was going to be going to Chicago, but I didn't. Sounds I, like fun. I, I just, I did a lot this weekend though. But anyway. Yep. That's, this is not about my weekend. This is about Fantasia. This is 9 to 5 Goes to Fantasia. I think this is our 13th or 14th episode. Something like that. Second to last too. Second to last. Well, yeah, there's going to be this episode, then there's going to be the episode about the new kids, and then we're presumably going to do some sort of a wrap-up episode. We sure are. So there's probably going to be get into it. two episodes out Fourth dimension. Uh, well, uh, that's really jumping the gun, because we're going to talk about Bone Boys, uh-huh. we're going to talk about Hidden in the Woods, and we're going to talk about the Fourth Dimension. Well, I saw Fourth Dimension before I saw Hidden in the Woods. Oh, so. man, I saw the reverse. But that's anyway, crazy. I saw Bone Boys before all of them. All right, so why don't you say something about that really quick? Bone Boys. Uh, yeah. You want to look it up, just so we can say the name of the uh, the director? Yeah, and sure. Stuff like that? Um, it's from the the writer, at least, of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. and the director is also somewhat noteworthy too. If you mm-hmm. can, uh, if you can find it's it, a Dwayne Graves. Dwayne Graves. Yeah. Yeah, it should That's say way good. Something of Navidad or Navajo or something. Mm. That's just terrible. Nope. Nope. Yep. Wild Man of Navidad. Yeah. There yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so this movie, Bone Boys, is mm-hmm. the hail, hailed by many as the, uh, or at least pre-hailed, I suppose, because it was an international premiere or mm, a world premiere. World premiere, midnight movie in Montreal. Yep. As uh, and th- it's saying a lot that I don't know, whatever. Maybe this movie didn't grab enough hype or something, but okay. it wasn't even close to sold out. Like, really? There were like big sections. That's funny. Everybody was talking about Bone Boys leading yeah. into this thing. No, not for nothing. I mean, like yeah. it was even on our flyers. Yep. Um. Yeah, but so ultimately, it's the spiritual. I put spiritual in air quotes because I don't even necessarily know if it if it is okay. the successor to Texas Chainsaw. The twist being that this like the psychos are in a city, like it's a city setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opening scene, you have a couple kids who accidentally hit this guy's dogs, hit this guy's dog, and then they're like, "Oh man, like this is not good. Like this is really fucked." And like the guys look like a bunch of like badass bikers. Okay. Then. What follows is, um, like, a really, really long time of the bikers chasing the kids through the city. <laughs> like, like a really long time. Like, and then they keep doing these shots of the full moon and stuff like that, but you're just sort of like, I understand, I guess, what they were trying to do is, like, trying to really, like, hit the ground running with intensity, but then realize that, or maybe they didn't realize that just running through the streets gets a little, a little tiresome pretty fast. Okay. And then they ultimately get to... Where the bikers, I mean, okay, well, like, I believe Cannibals is, like, in the fucking trailer and whatnot, and in the, the write-up and stuff, so the biker guys are cannibals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they end up getting to their, like, their hideout, yep. and that's when shit, like, really goes off the chains, okay. in terms of, um, in terms of, like, terror, and in terms of, like, messed up scenes, and in terms of, like, all the characters start to lose it, for reasons I'll talk about in the spoilers, and things get kind of really, really intense, maybe for the last half hour, but... 
overall you don't I, sound super excited oh no over, overall i would say that it's more or less a mess this movie maybe needed a little more editing the the lighting was an issue like it was like dark and not like dark effectively dark you were just sort of like you'd get tired watching a scene because you're like what's going on um i actually can't see what's going on this is disappointing i was so excited for this yeah same very much the like I said the, the continual like the seven minute long intro credit sequence or whatever which was super long they kept showing the city the continual like long shots of the full moon in the middle like that just like otherwise you have like a pretty pretty fast paced movie then like shot of the moon for like how long but like thirty seconds which really? is really just thirty like, seconds is a tr- very really long time. long time yeah 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 it's like yeah. enough time for you to like shuffle uncomfortably and be like what's going on. Interesting. And yeah, and like I said, the when when things go crazy, yeah. it just seems that they're going crazy for for crazy sake. They're not nearly as convincing as like the family going crazy in uh, in Texas. Okay. Um, like it's just sort of like it, it's <laughs> without any disrespect to uh, what's the name? What's the writer? Mm. Uh, Kim Henkel. Kim Henkel. Without Ken Henkel, no. Kim. Anyway, without any disrespect to uh, to Kim Henkel, mm-hmm. um, it seems like he decided to take the storyline for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, set it in the city, and then start doing like meth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like it doesn't even like. And I mean, Texas doesn't fuck doesn't hold together incredibly well either. Like, it's a very yeah. disjointed movie where like the char- like the psycho's motivations are all over the place and right. stuff. But this right. is like even less so. And you're just sort of like, your hope, and then it doesn't even deliver on like the gore front. Well, that's very grim. There's some some gore. There is plenty of gore. There's plenty of psychos, but it's just like it it just doesn't come together as well as it wants. Like it's gonna be on Netflix, I'm sure. In a Recommend. Um, if you're like a diehard Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan, I think mm-hmm. you would you would owe it yourself to uh, to check this out. Yep. If if it is like I said, if it's on Netflix and you want some stupid, slightly gory fun. Just grab it, but it's not a uh, not a go out and, and find it. Walter Walter had the worst the worst recommendation ever. Okay, which was that this movie could be a special feature on Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three. Texas Chainsaw wow. Massacre Three is regarded as like the worst one. <laughs> like that is awfully harsh. Yeah, and it could be a special feature on the DVD, saying it would not even be enough to be like a full selling point on its own. Oh. Walter really really didn't like it though. Admittedly, that was, uh, I was a little little bit more engaged. Okay. Alright, so you saw The Fourth Dimension. I sure did. And that was Vice Films? It was Vice Films, and we're very excited by Vice Films because they were the guys who did White Lightning that we talked about like a hundred times. Yep. And in fact, um, the guy who wrote this was a co-writer for White Lightning. uh, Well, the guy who wrote The Manifesto. The Manifesto. So I guess you can't really explain anything that happens here without explaining The Manifesto, which is that the... um, this co-writer guy decides that he wants to give like the same setup to three different directors and yeah. then they each and writers in, and writers and they're each going to direct and set this thing up in their own particular way so um god i wish they had it written down but i also i i would go as far to as uh if you can try to remember the, the part of the manifesto that they show in the opening sequence because the reveal of what they were given is a bit of the experience a little bit yeah right so it's like you only find out about uh, like the stuff that pertains to the protagonist in between the first and the second, and you also only find out stuff that pertains to the overall like feeling in between okay. the second well, and the third. So the basic one, okay. Th- okay, I'm just saying if you remember, I don't know if you remember. I was about to jump in there. Go there, jump in. <laughs> so loosely, it's um they got to talk about the fourth dimension. Yeah. They ha- there has to be a protagonist who is. This is that's ruining it. Is it the protagonist stuff only comes after the Val Kilmer one? Really? 
just okay. saw it like well, an hour ago. All right. Well, I saw it yesterday. You can go ahead and talk. Okay. So yeah, no. The the first the first one the only part that's actually revealed to you before the movie gets started yeah. is that uh, it has to be everything needs to be you should not be able to tell what's real and what's not real mm-hmm. so that should be almost like a, a faux documentary and stuff like that yeah. and I'm pretty much sure that's almost it is that because even the fourth dimension stuff is in between the second and the third hmm. the where the characters need to. Like, how the characters need... I mean, obviously, the fourth dimension's in the title, so yeah, yeah. you're going to be dealing with the fourth dimension. But how the movies are supposed to deal with the fourth dimension, yeah. or what the guideline was, is only after the second one. Okay. That's well, point. so it was definitely three three shorter films, so each one about 30 minutes long. I don't want to talk too much, I guess, about the plots inside of each of the... Uh, okay. Uh, three. I don't want to talk about like the plots inside each of them, because I feel like it'll take forever to explain out. Yeah. Even in, in brief, um, but yeah, the, just just that that idea that there it's hard to tell what is real and what is not, and there's yep. certainly a strong protagonist, and there's elements of the fourth dimension, yep. whatever that might mean. Yeah, exactly. Um, and um, there's al- there's also a bunch of they don't deal with it in the film, yeah. but there's bu- a bunch of uh, minute things in the manifesto too. Yeah, the carry between the films. The, that I mean, like just I I don't know I don't have the full list. I'm sure you could probably Google it. Yeah. Um, but like for instance, a stuffed animal needs to be in each one. Yeah, I, I yeah. feel like a dead animal needs to be in all of them too, because there was uh, there's like the moose on the wall, and there was yeah. the, uh, the whatever. Like there were some references too that I don't know if it was on purpose. Somebody or not. danced in every one of them. Yeah, like you know, like, like there's just there's stuff that like there was specific thematic stuff that they revealed to you in the movie about the manifesto. Yeah, but then I f- there was also like clearly some minutia that he also provided. I guess just to add maybe some more. Like, Would you recommend this? I would recommend it pretty highly. Yeah, I, I thought it was fun. I really didn't feel like it all came together as well as I might have hoped. I think that they maybe could have put, the, put it in a different order. Yeah. The Val Kilmer one is like, okay, here's the one. Here's the thing. There's the Val Kilmer as a motivational speech, speaker. Okay. Uh, then there's a scientist who's trying to discover time travel. And then there are kids who are in a town that's about to be hit by a flood. Yeah. Okay. Those. That's, those. That's, that's those pretty are, quick. Those yeah. are the three vignettes, just really, really quickly. The Val Kilmer one is like completely zany. Super entertaining, though. Very, very entertaining. Yeah. Um, the the three the the scientist one is pretty dark. Yeah, but definitely thought provoking. Definitely thought provoking. I like that yeah. one a lot. And then the third one was these uh, wherever they're from hipster kids. Poland. Poland yeah. These Polish hipsters. Yeah. <laughs> running around a town, and I thought it was kind of the weakest of the three. Yeah. Uh, and I would have, I would have probably put them in the order of Poland, Val Kilmer, scientist. Interesting. Like I would have put it, like I said, put your weaker one opening. Yeah. Because it was still kind of interesting and thought provoking. Just it was a, like not in the same way that the other two were. Then maybe have your your funny one in the middle, and then have your really like, yeah, your your deep one at the. Well, end. I was definitely enraptured by the Val Kilmer experience, and then yeah. um, the the scientist one. It wasn't quite like as gripping, but I was like. Entertain and still like wow, this is like a like an outer limits kind of episode. Yeah, like, it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. weird and and the time travel-y, trippy stuff, and that was great. And then the the kids in the flood, I felt like it was building towards something that it just didn't quite yeah, get to, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I didn't. There's and then I left. I left the whole film feeling a little empty. Like, what happened at the end there? It just didn't. They're also douchey hipsters. Well, I thought that was all right. And, and they were they're in, it, they like, looked all like vice dues. Let's let's be clear. It, it, yeah, they would. They did, um, <laughs> but it but it also worked in the same sense that Val Kilmer was like a douchey hipster. You know, like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Val Kilmer. The Val Kilmer he was, was great. Was like if you're great. yeah, as a recommendation, like 
go see it definitely yeah just for the Val Kilmer and then if you get bored later take off but but you will absolutely get your money's worth out of Val Kilmer just in the first 30 minutes just what was what was this thing where we were just sort of like by all accounts I'm a great man (laughs) (laughs) just what was it the other one magnificent secrets magnificent awesome secrets awesome secrets guys awesome secrets everybody awesome secrets what is it Uh, Elvis died in velvet yeah don't wear velvet don't wear velvet so good. Yeah. Uh, Valcomer's character is, like, amazing. Okay. Uh, and the last one would Hidden be in the woods. Hidden in the Woods. Holy shit. Hidden in the Woods, dude. Yep. Hidden. I was so goddamn thrilled with almost everything about this movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, I disagree very strongly. Oh, really? Yeah. It's shocking. No, not at all. You're going to understand where I'm coming from. I, so, what's the plot of this movie? The plot of this movie is um, a guy who has a job, which is to live in the woods and guard a drug cartel's drugs. Yep. Basically. He has two daughters. Yep. And then the worst fucking things imaginable happen again and again and again. Like, within... Like, this is a slight spoiler, but within the first five minutes, he... There's, like, a rape of a child. Yep. And then there's a baby splashing into a bucket. Not just any baby. Out of that child. A baby named... Manuel. Manuel. Who then... There's a scene where he's about to throw the baby out into the woods... And then I guess is like overcome with compassion and then keeps the baby. And by keeps the baby, I mean locks him in a shed. And feeds him raw meat. Feeds him raw meat. <laughs> yeah. And like, and, and it, this fucking. It gets, it, like, that's, that's the opening scenario. And yeah, it yeah, gets like, much worse from there. Like, yeah, exactly. It keeps yeah. going. Yeah. Like, Every it really keeps going. The other part... possible element of rape, pedophilia, yeah. murder, violence, incest, uh, cannibalism, like just uh, the whole freaking swath, everything drugs. you can imagine, drugs gets thrown in here all often at the same time. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. often, often, very much. Which is which is why I thought it was fantastic. Just okay. the, in terms of like, it was a, a Chilean, Chilean Patricio Valar- yep. Valadares. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was there when I was there. Yeah, same here. Oh yeah, he was at uh, your stage. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. And we did the Q and A with like five people. It was really sweet. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else took off. Everybody bounced, and Mitch was just sort of like, well. Well, I guess it's just a really intimate Q and A. Like, I don't know if maybe they didn't introduce it because the guy came in right at the uh, like during the Fantasia commercials oh. beforehand. So I was like, maybe they didn't properly say there was a Q and A or something. But like, yeah. literally, it was like a mass exodus. Like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, it was like five people. But as a result, we got I got to like ask like two or three questions. We'll get a little cool. bit into that, I guess. In the sure, spoilers. sure. Okay, I, I, the, the, what for me, like all of that stuff is fun. That builds up to like a fun. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah This yeah. is like a, like a classic exploitation film in very many senses of the words just with, ratchet with, it up to 11 okay? with a just enough undertone to me of social commentary to keep it interesting the thing that really bothered me was that the the like tone of the actors performances was all south american soap opera level drama but did you know that's one of the problems with it right what he talked about this in his q a was okay. the fact that in order to get money from the chilean government he had to hire chilean actors and chilean actors basically only exist as soap opera performers and he as a director yeah. like talked about like pulling these performances out of them like it was a fucking job and that nothing came easy with any of these actors well so i don't know about any of that i don't know if you get to I, excu- felt... I don't know if you get to excuse any of that but he was just sort of like he's like uh, during one of the sequences he even snuck stimulants into one of the guys so that he would get more intensity during one of the rapes like he was literally like, I, this was these were impossible to act, and if I needed the money to have the freedom to what I did, I had to work with these actors. Huh. Which. Well, 
I felt like they were soap opera actors yes, in an were. exploitation <laughs> film, and it, it like bothered me a lot. That they okay, I, I I didn't get the same. It took it away from me. Yeah, 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 I didn't I didn't have the same the same experience. I I let a lot of it slide. Okay. I thought Felipe, the father, was great. He was fantastic. Absolutely, he, he was, was like grim and realistic the whole way through. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Strong point. And everybody else was like, like you said, I think a little bit subpar. But I thought yeah. it made up for it with its visual style, with its score, with its. I found the story. music also detracted. There are those scenes, the ones where they're like really happy, do 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 do, like yeah, music yeah. on the background. Yeah. You're like, what is going on? And I don't know. I'm I'm saying that, and it sounds bad, but I, I think it was still like, in terms of like, uh, like um, Revenge of the Woman, or what was it, the real name of that movie. Uh, I spit on your. I grave. spit on your grave. Like this was definitely like the twenty run, bitch, run. twenty twelve run bitch run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't. I don't think that I, I have trouble imagining somebody. First of all, wanting to, and second of pulling off, topping this thing in terms of the like gore factor. Yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. Like again, yeah. um, like open very close to the beginning. I don't know if we can. Okay, well, we'll do a recommendation, then we'll head yeah. into the spoilers. So we can just talk. So, a if bit you about. like exploitation films and grotesque, absurd violence, this is your movie. Yep, and like I said, there is an undertone of uh, there is a little bit of social commentary in terms of how things are in shitty little Chilean. Well, if this is saying this anything is about Chile, I'm feeling very sorry for Chilean human beings. Partially based on true story, up to and including the cannibalism. Really? Yeah. Well, like like the the narrative is what? fictitious. Uh-huh. The events are real. Dear Chile, I am so sorry. Yep. That's it. That that's one of the that's which is one of the reasons why again he got the money from the Chilean government was he was like this is going to be uh, a social commentary drama. Good like, lord. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like he he got because it was like the narrative of all the different people and how mm-hmm. they intertwined. Not true, but the like people living in the woods, possible like like strong strong evidence of cannibalism. Yeah. Like all this and that like based on hmm. fact. So well, yeah, super shitty. Uh, I would also heartily recommend this as like a fun guys night movie, you know, yeah, like, yeah, and we yeah, could yeah, cheer yeah, at the cheer. at the stuff on the screen. Okay, so spoiler hour, spoiler time. Do, 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 Say something do, about Born. Okay, so here here's what I heard about Born Boys was that it opened with quotes of, from Jonathan Swift's um, a modest a modest proposal, and yep. that it was sort of like a running thing about eating children. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's the deal. When I say yeah. that they're they're cannibals, they are cannibals, and. I also don't know if maybe I was just, like, more engaged or if maybe I was just, like... I, I've noticed that watching these movies, knowing that I'm going to be recording these podcasts, I, I'm, like, I'm, I'm much more involved in the film. Like, yep. I'm just sort of, like, trying to view it as, like, as a reviewer, not just as a... Like, knowing I'm going to need to talk about it. So, right. like, I had to explain stuff to Walter after the fact. About? That he, that, about the plot and about what was going on. Where it was just sort of, like... It seems that while well, all the bad guys are cannibals, mm-hmm. and it just and but you see like the leader of the the bad guys not eating like the kids, right? Like the okay. like at one point he's like find junkies just like go to town, and then like his three like pack members just like dive on this chick and like bite her, throw it out, and eat her tits off, and like whatever else like that. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't like do any of it. Okay. The, then then they get to the like the like, stronghold, and this is where everybody fucking characters come and go and they don't make any sense the surgeon just takes off his surgery clothes and starts cross-dressing and puts on lipstick there's also a man like an old man in his underwear running around covered in like white paint goo or something which okay. I don't know maybe anti-flame retardant or something <laughs> I don't know the fuck he has a giant gun his character is not introduced although he's looking for his daughter 
Then, like, you find his daughter, and his daughter's all, like, upset and being like, I didn't mean to have a miscarriage. It sounds like what I'm saying is, like... Well, you said it before. This was a mess. Yeah, exactly. What what I'm saying sounds like I'm leaving parts out, but I'm not. Like, this, (laughs) this, like, happens like this. Scene after scene. Scene after scene of what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Whenever else, although the daughter does have her, the only sequence I thought of like kind of like stomach turning gore, mm-hmm. which was like a razor mesh that when they cranked it went down lower and lower on her head. Mm-hmm. So like which they had already cut open, so it was just like pushing out bits of brain and little chunks of bone and skull that they were like picking out of and like eating as like an entree. Dish. Sounds pretty gratuitous. Yes, but yes. that was the only thing. Even that was the only really good gruesome part. Like when you're just running batshit crazy with the movie. Fucking throw more of that in. Yeah. If, like, if yeah. that's what you're doing with the film, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you kind of piece together that if you eat humans, you go crazy. If you eat babies, like, you don't. Hmm. That's... Logical. So, but, like, but you also, like, eating humans, you kind of get, like, the hunger. Right. Sort of thing. So, it's like, people in various, are in, like, various degrees of, like, losing themselves what, to cannibalism. Do, do they explain at all what is, like, the setting? Why p- everybody's a cannibal in this? No, 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 no. no. Just it's, it's even supposed to be, I think, like contemporary. It's supposed to be like a shitty fucking street gang in New York that happens to be a bunch of cannibalisms and cannibals. Right. And it is in New York. It, well, I don't even think so. I think it's just the city huh. kind of thing. Okay. But it's like it's nothing about it seems hyper like it's not post-apocalyptic or it's okay, not like, okay, okay. It's not. There's no like fantasy. The sound, like when you're describing all this and even just the name Bone Boys, it sounds Mad Maxi to me. Yeah, but it's yeah. not. And they're not like they're not like here come the Bone Boys. Right. Like I, it's just. Yeah, I mean, like, as a viewer, you know that the guys in the gang are clearly the Bone Boys. Right. You know? or, or the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, no, that's it. But it's, like, it's not like the Warriors. The Warriors, they keep saying their name. Yeah. So, yeah, the the last 30 minutes are just fucking, like, runaway train. And I thought we're kind of okay. Mm-hmm. But none of the shit makes sense. None mm-hmm. of it's, none of it's ever really explained. Though, like I said, the other, the, the non-cannibal guy who's running around with his gun is not explained the nothing sounds deeply unfortunate yeah it's, it's, it's like and were you waiting for it to come together sort of like you were kind of yeah. like and even like the bits that I pieced together yeah are not really explained to the point that like Walter is a you know arts and entertainment editor of a newspaper like yeah. and watches a lot of horror film like right. that he didn't put it together shows that it was not like clear okay. to the viewer you know like I mm-hmm. think it was still there but it was not clear I think I'm still gonna have to see this on Netflix well yeah but yeah. I would like I said I'm not, not gonna dissuade someone from seeing it because it does sort of deliver all those things like right. people in leather and cannibals and chainsaws and it's all there <laughs> it's just not in any way that's enjoyable <laughs> like, yeah it's brutal rough. fourth right. dimension fourth there, dimension there isn't too much to spoil not not really. I mean, you can spoil the ending for the individual bits, but I don't even feel like they matter in a sense. It's mm-hmm. so. I mean, okay, okay. So the the manifesto. We learn more about it. There has to be a main character who is so obsessed with his ideas, or he's ultra confident in his ideas, but reluctant. Yeah, but reluctant. But uh, he needs to tell bad jokes, <laughs> but they're good. Yeah, <laughs> that's the line. The jokes have to be bad, but they're good. Yeah, that was like the guidance that was given to these directors. Yeah. And the stuff about the fourth dimension was that they had to deal with a. They had to try to explain the concept of the fourth, of the fourth dimension. dimension, and then they don't explain what the, what that concept means or what yeah, it is. Exactly. So every one of these these like writer director teams came up with the fourth dimension in their own. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the fourth dimension to Val Kilmer's character is just Aliens, cotton candy, cotton candy, candy. mothership, mothership. <laughs> man, he was so fucking funny. The, yeah. From from when he's like, hi. 
I'm Val Kilmer. I'm better than you, and it's great that I'm here. <laughs> was it like a like how do you how do you reconcile um, your self worth with eating that slice of pie? <laughs> Just to a fat lady. <laughs> and then we're, uh, all the little sound effects. Pew pew pew. Yeah, yeah, like He's talking about guns. I think also I was listening. Describe to that. this scene, man, because this is so rich. I think some of the sound effects are part of the manifesto too. Really? There was a few like pew pews that were in. Each one at different times. Huh. Like it was the video games in one and the other thing in one. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the the setting for the Val Kilmer one is the uh, the Lotus Self Improvement Community Center or yeah. whatever the heck it is, and it basically just looks like a, to be a roller rink. And then Val Kilmer shows up amidst like massive neon light show, and then does like inspirational speaking that's completely like non sequitur to what he just said. And it's like fifty percent. Like uh, like classic Southern Baptist preacher yeah, ranting, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then fifty percent aliens and cotton candy, and how good it is to be Val Kilmer, yep. and how bad it and is. And there's to be little you. cutaways to him and his girlfriend, where it's just like, nice you want to go rent a video game? Yeah, yeah let's do that. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. go swimming. Yeah, he plays the flute. <laughs> You're getting really good. You're at a that. lot better than when you started. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hilarious. Same thing with the second one is a yeah. much more literal fourth dimension. Like the fourth that dimension is, is time. time. And I thought it was really kind of cool. He so this this mad scientist in a sense sets up this thing where he can like look into the past, and he sets up the computer, but he only ever sees the past through the eyes of somebody who was there, and it's never a person who's paying attention to the event that he wants to be Which watching. Which ties in real like it's one of the the best tie-ins yeah. in the entire film between films with uh, part of Val Kilmer's speech, where really? Val Kilmer is just talking about you know there are the moments where it's small and insignificant, and those are really the moments that matter. Huh. Right, You're and totally then right. in the second one, that's what he You saying. have like where he goes to uh, Bruno, um, the murder of the guy, and then he, and then it's a little kid looking at the just at the looking ladybug. at a ladybug, like at you know yeah, a massive thing. Same thing too with like the the signing of the uh, the treaty, yeah, or whatever. How it's a guy just kind of getting like really into like looking at this dead moose that's over <laughs> the thing, like, and it ties in uh, like I thought pretty strongly, yeah. which is another reason why I thought that the third film was weak because I was like, oh shit, it like, didn't all come. Like I'm piecing yeah. stuff together, you know, like I'm actually getting some sort I'm of. I'm doing a, it. I'm making it happen. I'm yeah. doing it. Yeah, exactly. But then the third film didn't have that same kind of a uh, same mm-hmm. kind of a payoff. But but that's it. Yeah, like those two films tied in together. Yeah. Which is where he's going back to these moments and getting these, like just like these weird like useless, fucking snippets ultimately. But kind of ties into what Val Kilmer was mm-hmm. saying is that. That's not always like, even though the moment is big, it's like in reality it was a small moment. Or maybe we weren't clever enough to pick it out of the we're not, movie. We're not Polish hipsters. Maybe we're not Polish hipsters, Keith. Yep. I am sort of Polish, but. <laughs> yeah, not so yeah, the third, third yep. film is where the flood is kind of coming and whatever else like that. And they're just enjoying themselves, I yeah, guess? They're just enjoying themselves and like exploring this abandoned town. Yep. And then they, uh, they find a fat, girl, a fat that girl that they can't move. And that the reason that her father was staying behind was, I guess, because she couldn't move. And they never find their friend, and then they get to see some deers having some food. And that's it. Fang. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... I was like, what? Yeah. Like... Well... Even... And even then... Like I, and I felt like I was... I was really... I was, like, feeling... I guess maybe that's, like, the small moment was mm-hmm. the deer. Sort of, possibly, or it's something. A stretch. It is a bit of a stretch, a stretch, but I was, like, trying to, like, really... I was, like, reflecting on it. Mm-hmm. Trying to, like, piece it together, being like, what was what was that one trying to show me, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And I didn't really... I didn't get it as clearly as... I still liked it. I mean, like, I, yeah, I thought yeah. this was definitely fun. Each one for a different reason. Yeah. And definitely, like, watchable. But, uh, yeah, a little... Hidden in the woods. Oh, boy. Hidden in the woods. Mm. So, yeah. The rape yeah. scene. Yeah. Which one? The... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Listeners, that's right. The rape scene, which one? Because there are plenty. The the rape scene where Costello's goons find the girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, beat they, them up a bunch. That was the one where they in, in the cabin. In the cabin, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they they slipped stimulants to the I think the guy in the black shirt. So explain this to me. They weren't acting heavy enough, and they wanted more. They wanted more, so they I guess they didn't say what, but said stimulants because it was it was getting trans translated, right? Yeah. Um, and by the guy who was like, "Yeah, bro, do it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. The one who kept like shooting his gun like wildly. Yeah. Was apparently a little bit high while that scene was going. <laughs> Man, the, the the scene where the girl uh, kills a dude and then she's eating him and then her sister comes in and she's just like sitting there on this corpse like n- in naked, covered in blood, nomming on, on his flesh. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I, you know what? What do you even say about this? It's just a gigantic exploity vengeance film. Yeah. And the, they, but, but, but like an almost human edge. Really? Like, like the girls are like – the girl like doesn't even know that that's wrong because she's like, daddy did this when there was no food. And you're like, well, holy fuck. You know, it's like, like this is the heroes. The heroes of the story just resorted to cannibalism because they literally don't know better. Uh, I don't know, man. I, t- I found both of the girls to be completely unbelievable. The dad was good. The, like, dad was amazing. The gang, boss, uh, the gang boss was amazing, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Costello was very good, too. Yeah. You heard they're, uh, they're remaking this, eh? What? Yeah. Uh, Michael Bean of yeah. The Victim. The Victim. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Michael Bean of the victim apparently saw this movie, got yeah. a screener of it through like Fantasia and whatever yeah. because he was in town. And he was like, "I want to do that." Apparently, like fell in love with it, optioned the rights, and like five days later, so it's like a couple days ago, really? now has the rights for the remake. Michael Bean will be playing Felipe. Oh, that's great! The father, yeah, and they're going to explore the father's role a little bit because they do the continually the cut back to him all the time, having his like experience in prison. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, my yeah. god, his, his like combat scene in the yeah. showers was great. Yeah, and yeah. on top of that too, like it's weird because he's a terrible monster yeah but does have some sort of weird loyalty to his kids right no he just wants to go and rape them more yeah that's what the end that's what i'm saying yeah (laughs) but like i didn't say it was like to a noble purpose he's basically like nobody fucks with my kids well you've officially set up loyalty in the worst possible sense of the word no but like he goes to save them literally escaping prison to go rape his kids more like and he's like, I must get out of prison. He's so, he's so exactly. intense about it. Like, it's, like in, his, in his fucked up mind, you get the impression that he's sort of rescuing them. Oh, and I think that exploration of that is, would be kind of cool. Of like, they also really didn't do a lot with the, uh, the mutant, I don't want to say mongoloid, but what's the word for this kind of a inbred monstrosity mutant yeah, kid? Yeah, yeah, They really could have done a little more with him. He didn't have his like, time to shine where he came and he saved the girls. He was a complete girls. non-actor, though. He was yeah. a uh, cashier. Chilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason that he cast him is because he's missing part of his arm and his face is badly burned, so it's very minor makeup. That's incredible. Thanks, Chile. Jeez, guys. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Chile. Yep. So, yeah, he was just a cashier, which apparently was why mm-hmm. there wasn't quite to be the, some of the same same fun stuff. Okay. Uh, like I said, I think it has its problems. I'd be really yeah. interested to see the, uh, the Michael Bean <laughs> remake. Yeah, we were both pretty pumped about the victim. The victim was so all right. It was all right. Yeah. I mean, like, let's see it, Michael. Do it. Yeah, you, know, you got to bring it in the woods, crank it up a notch, maybe, uh, maybe tighten it up. Like I said, like I said, the performances, not amazing. No. I think everything else was really good out of an exploitation horror yep. film. I like Grizzly too, like the chainsaw murder. Super Grizzly. Super Grizzly. Oh, the oh, baby dropping into the bucket. One, one other tiny complaint, and this is, it feels it's gonna it's gonna sound trivial when I say it, but it really it made a big difference for me. Kay. A lot of the stuff in the early parts of the film and exterior shots were done in incredible close-ups. 
like all close-ups of the people's faces of yeah, movement yeah, of yeah. whatever and i found it impossible to fit like you know like you're watching a, you're watching a scene you see different angles of shots inside yeah, that yeah. scene you build the, the, the like set in your mind and you can yeah. sort of tell where everybody's walking around in this especially in jungle shots and whatever i had no idea where anybody no, was or no, what the okay. fuck was yeah, going yeah, yeah, on yeah, I will, it I will was imagine. all super close up and you're you're like lost in fully these agree with you yeah. particularly you said in the beginning particularly at the end yeah. where a giant like showdown in the jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in the occurs near a structure that is not the cabin, and that is not anything. You have no idea what this thing is. Just like pipe, cement walls, pipes, and some people spray climbing paint. around on top of it. What's yeah. what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually a question that I wanted to ask, but the Q and A had already kind of gone too long. Which yeah. is being like, maybe they couldn't show it because it was like literally just like off of a road and yeah, any kind yeah, of yeah. establishing shot, you'd see like children playing in the background <laughs> or something like that. Or 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 I don't know. It was like half of a set. You know, I, or something. But yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the closing scene, you're like, it's near the structure where there's like a pit, yeah. and then there's like a, a special like trap door or whatever. And a raised like, area the guy can Manuel climb on. Hides under a trap door, and you're like, what the fuck. But it's not the cabin, like, yeah, because it doesn't look anything like the cabin from the establishing shot. It's funny you keep saying cabin. It was like cabin in the woods that we both saw and loved. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there's two cabins in this movie. There was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think that uh, wraps us up. Yeah, that wraps us up. This was great fun though. Great, yep. great fun. If you, if you can stand to watch, oh yeah, the prostitution. We didn't even touch on that. She's just like, yay, time to suck some well, trucker dicks really. for money. She's just sort of like, we're completely starving. How do I get cash? Suck some dick. Yeah, she she got into it though. That's part of the. But episode. that was that was later, I think. Yeah. I feel because remember, like at the beginning, first she's like, when the uh, when the hitchhiker picks us up, she's like, yeah. no, and then she's like, how the fuck am I going to get money? And the guy like offers her, yeah. and then it's like clearly just BJ's, and then. Like, sometime later, she seems to be, like, yeah, sort of into it. Okay. Like, that's what I'm saying. There is, it does, like, I don't think it was just her being like, woo, prostitution, but I guess yeah. getting used to it and getting more money and feeding her. Her, her family. Her family, yeah. Doing what's got to be done. Well, there we go. Um, anything else that you add? No, I think that's about it. Okay, I think we're going to close off the festival with New Kids. New yes, kids we are. Turbo, New Kids Nitro. That's tomorrow. That is it? tomorrow night. Super pumped. Or tonight, if this comes out on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else to say? No. I'm pumped to do a wrap up though. I got a lot to. I'm like, I wanna. We, we should like talk about a cool format where we can like. Laser beams. Lasers. With, with like a la, a la fourth dimension. And a little sound effect guys in the yeah. background. Hey. The crowds will eat that shit up. Get a soundboard. Yep. Alright, this is 95 Ghost of Fantasia. We will see you T-O-5-D-O-T-C-C, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9-T-O-5-C-C on Twitter. So uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right. Thanks.
9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.